The views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, advertising partners, or ownership of Forever Communication. The It's All Good Podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. This is Lorraine Jones with 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. I wonder out there how many of you love a good book. I know I sure do, um, but I've always loved to read. Um, Even as a young child, you know, we had a set, I'm going to age myself, of course, but we had a set of world book encyclopedias, um, and I love them. I use them for my reports, and I would just look through them and read things that interested me. But, But they had a companion set of books called Childcraft Books, about 12 of them, I guess, and they had the bindings were colorful, and each book um, was named something. One was, I remember, Poems and Rhymes. One was Stories and Fables. Um, One was World in Space, and one was How Things Work. I loved that one. Um, I think one was called The World Around Us. I don't know. Just very interesting little books. And I would sit there at the bookshelf. Or our bookshelf was right as you came in the front door. I remember just right to the to the right. And I would sit there and I would just pour over those books, sometimes just looking at the pictures, sometimes reading over and over and over. You know, even in high school, um, I love to read and research and write. And, um, you know, when when time came in high school for that dreaded term paper, when you would have to research and write a paper, um, I did it. Boom, no problem. And I would research and read books and write other people's papers just because I like to. Um, I, I tell I tell my kids that story, and they, they just say, you're such a weirdo. No, no, the term they use, Mom, you are a nerd. <laughs> so apparently I was a nerd. Uh, you know, but even when I got married and had babies, I remember reading, always having a book going. And, um, and I remember nap time, especially if I had a good book going. I couldn't wait for them to fall asleep. Because that meant that I could get a can of Fresca <laughs> or a can of Tab, and I could get my book, and I could have some quiet time to read my book. Back then, you know, didn't have a lot of money to buy books, but uh, I would swap books with my mom. We would mail them to each other, like, I found a good book. After I read it, I'll mail it to you. Um, other women in the neighborhood, and, and I remember... Um, even trading books with the Avon lady that used to come to the house. Um, we we liked some of the same type of things. Uh, we like to read the same type of books. I love historical fiction. Uh, I love um, adventure and suspense novels, especially true things. Um, and of course, like any other woman, I love a good love story. Um, but I've just noticed as I've gotten older, it's it's feast or famine. I'm either reading nothing or I'm devouring a book. It's one or the other. I, I have a book and I can't stand it until I get it read. And 
I'll stay up till two or three in the morning just to finish one more chapter. And one turns into two and three and four. And I'm reading. I'm exhausted. And until I actually falling asleep, I won't close that book. The last book I read, I read in one day. It took me. It was an easy read. It wasn't, you know, war and peace or anything. But but I read for about five or six hours that day. I read the book in one day. I couldn't put it down. Um, needless to say, I didn't I didn't get much else done that day. Um but one thing that I've I've wanted to read, I wanted to, I've wanted to do for years, is to read through the Bible in one year, um, and I want to start January first. But I always forget. Like I think about it, I think about it, and then next thing I know, I'm like, oh, you know, it's February fifteenth, and darn it, I forgot, or it's March, and I'm a little, little poo. I wish I I wish I'd have started and. Uh, I don't know why I think I have to start January 1st, but it just feels right to me, and that's what I want to do. So, um, and this year I wasn't really even thinking about it. I hadn't even thought about it, but in December, Christmas time, I was in Hobby Lobby, which is a great place to be in December. Uh, And you know at the checkout, they have a really nice selection of um, devotionals and different Bibles and Bible studies and religious materials and you know, I love Hobby Lobby for, for lots of reasons. <laughs> I love that they have Christian books. And if you've ever been in there, they play worship music um, while you shop. And, you know, I love to sing and hum along while while I buy things I don't need. <laughs> uh, it's very soothing. Um, but when I was checking out, I glanced over and I saw this small laminated trifold kind of a skinny brochure like looking thing and it said bible reading plan and it was only 99 cents i think the company is salt and light or something like that if i'm not mistaken um so this year i started reading through the bible on january 1st and um even my husband has gotten on board. He's like, "What you doing?" Show, and I took a, I've taken a screenshot of my list and given it to him. And so, uh, that's been interesting. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm recording this in mid uh, February. So, we're doing pretty good. Um, now, I'm finding out there's, there's just nothing like the Bible. I've done a little research as I do. Uh, there's just nothing like the Bible. Did you know it is the best-selling book in all of history? It's the most impactful book in all of history, too. Why have I ever not read it cover to cover before? As much as I love to read, here's a book that's the best-selling book in history, and I've never read it cover to cover. Now, it takes for, for a book to be considered a bestseller, it needs to sell one million copies. The Bible is the best-selling book of all time by a very wide margin because it's into the billions, several billion. Some estimate four billion. You get different answers when you look that up. But the second um, best-selling book, to give you an idea, sold 500 million. So it just shows you how far above all the rest of the books the Bible is. I'm going to give you a list of the top 10 best-selling books of all time. 
First of all, I'll just, I'm going to preface this by saying, you know, I think I'm pretty well read and I love books. And, you know, when I thought, hey, I'm going to Google what are the top 10 best-selling books of all time, just in my mind, I was, you know, having a little game with myself. I'm going to think, oh, see if I can get any of them. And I'm thinking Gone with the Wind. I'm thinking um, To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm thinking like that kind of thing. So as I was looking it up, so I have the list, and I'm going to read it to you. So number one, best-selling books of all time, the Bible. Number two, with that 500 million, Don Quixote. Number three, A Tale of Two Cities. Number four, The Lord of the Rings. Number five, The Little Prince. Number six, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Number seven, And Then There Were None. Number eight, Dream of the Red Chamber. Number nine is The Hobbit. And number ten is The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. Now, it's so embarrassing. I haven't read any of those books besides parts of the Bible. I haven't read any of those books. Now, to be fair, The Hobbit was assigned when I was in high school. It was part of our reading um, one of the years. I don't know if it was my junior or senior year. We were reading The Hobbit, and we were going to be tested. I couldn't stand it. I didn't like all that little people doing weird stuff. I wasn't interested in it. I couldn't force myself to read it. So I didn't. I just refused. I dug in. I would go to class. I'd pretend like I read it. I would not. I would slink in my seat, try not to make eye contact so I wouldn't be asked a question, but I listened. I just remember I would take notes and I would listen to the questions she was asking and I'd write down. Somehow at the end of that book, I passed the test on it, but never read a word of it. I think I saw The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I think I watched that on TV. Never have seen Lord of the Rings. I don't read Harry Potter books. It's just not my thing. So it's kind of embarrassing, but um, I haven't I haven't read any of them. So uh, I don't know. Makes me feel like I need to start checking out some books. So okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna switch gears here for a minute. I just wanted to lay that foundation down there. Um, now let's think for a minute about how the Bible was written, okay? Um, the Bible was written at a time when writing itself was really difficult. Um, in fact, it's been estimated that less than 10% of the people at that time even knew how to read and write. Those those who did, they, they couldn't run down to the nearest, you know, office supply store and buy their pen and paper and, and start jotting things down, Um Supplies were expensive and extremely hard to come by. So the act of writing something at that time was incredibly difficult. Now, despite all these difficulties, 40 different authors who spoke three different languages and were spread over three continents and were separated by 1,500 years of history and changing culture were all inspired to write these words of the Bible down. Now, they wrote independently, not knowing that other books were being written or that eventually all those separate books would be combined into the Bible. Yet, when assembled, all 66 books of the Bible contain one unified and divine theme throughout. 
God's redemption of humanity through his son, Jesus Christ. So, so we see kind of how it was written, but how is it possible that the Bible is still the number one bestseller of all time? Well, a couple of things. First of all, it had a divine origin, right? God himself planned and crafted the Bible. He provided supernatural guidance to the writers so that what they wrote was the divine word of God. And, and it also, the second thing, it was a divine message. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All scripture, all scripture is God-breathed. I love that wording. It's beautiful. All scripture is God-breathed, meaning the Bible says exactly what God wanted it to say. Now, written down by man, but authored by God. And the last thing, because it had a divine origin and because it has a divine message, it has received divine protection and God's favor throughout time. That's why it is and has been and will be the number one bestseller of all time. I want to share another scripture with you about God's word. It's in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, and it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than the sharpest double-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes the innermost thoughts and desires of our hearts. Therefore, nothing and no one in all creation is hidden from God. No other book ever written has the power to open the human heart, only the Bible. And it says in there, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. That means it penetrates deeper than the physical body. It reaches into all those hidden parts the deep areas that others cannot see. But you know, God doesn't pierce us to wound us. Just like a skilled surgeon, he only touches those parts that are hurt and diseased so that we can be healed. The Bible is really amazing. It's the inspired word of God, and it offers the only path to salvation for humankind. And it provides guidance for abundant life here on earth and for eternal life after that. Now that sounds like a book you need to check out. This is Lorraine Jones, and you've been listening to 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. The It's All Good podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones. Sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital, delivering the promise of quality health care. The LeapFrog Group has named Baptist Memorial Hospital Union City among the safest hospitals to work as a nurse in 2023. When nurses are considering where they want to work, safety should definitely be a consideration. The LeapFrog Hospital Safety Grade is a resource when it comes to finding a safe place to work. Baptist Memorial Hospital Union City is committed to safety for patients, nurses, and all employees. To learn more about career opportunities at Baptist, visit baptistonline.org. Baptist Union City, get better with a leader.